Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Thoughtful Christianity Podcast. Last week we covered a bit of our story and we're going to finish out the story today. We didn't actually know it was going to be a two-part podcast, but I hope you enjoy. I hope you learn something about me and Jay as we've lived and as we've grown throughout the years. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. So do we want to enter into college now? Well, that's what I was going to say. So like, I do remember, though, that in church, you know, it, it was a big deal as a senior in high school. You started doing like the college prep classes, right? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, they're all about like, hey, like how to stay Christian in college because they know. I mean, it's statistically a fact, yeah. right? That, like, kids go to college after their, you know, upbringing and they see the many sights and sounds that college life offers and they just completely abandon the faith that they held or didn't ever really hold. Yeah. So I remember like that's something that I prayed about a lot. It was like, mm. where am I going to go to college? Like God, like, you know, like show me where to go to college. And as we progressed in high school, I felt like again, I was starting to incorporate some of those more like daily Bible readings, daily prayers, yeah. things like that into my life. Huh. And so you eventually went to Virginia Military Institute, right? Yes, I did. The, the prison. That's what I always think it looks like. Perhaps, you know, this shows that, you know, prayer pays off. We're not arguing that it doesn't. But no, yeah. It was somewhere where, yeah, I, I did not give a single bit of consideration to until January of the year we graduated. So January of 2014, yeah. huh. uh, when my friend came back from my Christmas break and he was there and he was like, oh, like the track coach has been asking about you. Because he was on the team there. Yeah. Huh. And that's where I ended up going. Did you choose your major with prayer as well? Or was it was the prayer much more focused on the college stuff? No, I pretty much knew what I wanted to study. Anyone wants to do really? engineering? You wanted I, you knew that? I knew engineering. I didn't know necessarily which discipline mm-hmm. I kind of thought I did. And yeah, I think I ended up applying to be like a mechanical engineering major at all the schools I applied to. Yeah. That was pretty well set in stone. But that was huh. not for you, evidently. No. So you, you remember the banquet that we had, right? At the church? The senior banquet, right? Or res- I forget what it's called. Oh, well. Yeah, the senior thing. I decided majors, as anyone with, with great premeditation and thought, our youth pastor walked up to me and he said, hey, for the slideshow, what do we put as your your major? And in that moment, I chose computer science. Literally in the moment. Like I, I'd never even, re- I'd thought of computer science because my dad uh, works with computers, but I never even considered it. The thing I actually really had considered was youth pastor, was youth education oh. or youth ministry at Liberty. Yeah, no, but I chose computer science literally in that moment when our pastor asked us. I chose Liberty because David, the uh, the quack, David, uh, he went there and then my sister went there. Uh, and then some of our group went there. And then eventually everyone from the group, except for you and one other, went there. Yeah, the heathens. The heathens, yep. Katie and I. Yep. But yeah, I mean, and I think that is a major sovereign move of the Lord. Uh, we were at the right places for us, you know? So what was your college Christian experience like? So I, I know a lot about your college experience. Yeah, but actually, there's there's kind of a blank spot. I don't really know exactly how being a Christian at VMI was for you. Obviously, I don't think there was any like bullying or anything, but yeah, like what was it like? Um, it was in a lot of ways, it was good. Um, yeah, it, you know, it it is 
it's a school that like because it's so steeped in tradition, you know, it's it's got a lot of friendliness to Christianity. Like, the, I mean, it used to be like a mandatory thing. Really, like cadets went to church on Sunday morning. I mean, that was huh. not the case while I was there, right? But yeah, like, but it's rooted in there. Yeah, yeah, and like we would have an invocation, right? Like an opening hmm. prayer to a lot of events that weren't. I like, remember I went specifically to specifically Christian, and it was like, yeah, oh, huh. But yeah, it worked out really well. I mean, like the thing was the churches there are really good because like, you know, obviously the first year of EMI is a pretty tough one. Mm -hmm. And so churches in the community will, you know, members will like open up their homes so that, you know, first year students can come to them like on Sunday afternoons and like hang out, you know, watch TV, which you can't do normally. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you can bring your phones, you can like call your family, which you normally don't have your phone. Uh, Like, feed you stuff like that so i you know got embedded in a church and like yeah i had a, a family was that, that manly manly memorial baptist manly. church so in manly. lexington virginia baby um love it and so yeah i mean and even that was a crazy coincidence because um like one of the first sundays you're there they take all of the first years the rats i guess mm-hmm. i'll just use the term yeah it's our podcast i'll do what i want um <laughs> Love to hear that. They take all the rats and they like throw you into this, the, the big like auditorium. And they have like people from like all different churches, right? And I mean, there's probably 50 people up there because it's like, you know, all different denominations and all different, different like faiths, right? Mm-hmm. There's like five or six Baptist churches because it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's rural Virginia. Um, yeah. And of course. <laughs> so I was like, all right, like I know I'm Baptist, uh, but like, what are like, you know, so everyone got like a 30 second little spiel. So it was wow. like, we're, I'm so-and-so I'm from here. Um, we love Jesus. Uh, we got pancakes back in the church. <laughs> and so, you know I mean, that's like all you hear. So I Did you go this, with the pancakes. Well, they're in, I think everybody had like, everyone has that first day, a whole bunch yeah. of food. Cause they know. And but, how to get people. Yeah. But I was just like, that dude, that dude looks like the kind of nice older gentleman that, you know, like he's the guy. He's my guy. So I went with him. And that's the only church I ever went to, I think, in four years of VMI. But this guy literally ended up being my chemistry lab and lecture professor. So I saw wow. this guy four days yeah. a week during the first semester. And he went that's to my awesome. church. So like him and his yeah. wife, yeah, they would like have me over to their house and have dinner. And, I, you know, it, it's people that I maintain a relationship throughout my time yeah. there. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I got I really get plugged into a church, and it worked really well. For a while, I was actually in a Sunday school class where there weren't a ton of, you know, college age kids. Yeah. So I was in a Sunday school class where I was the youngest person by at least twenty years, and mm. maybe in in a lot of cases, it was like these people were in their seventies and eighties. I love that. I think there that's was great. something about that mm-hmm. that was pretty like eye-opening because there are, there, there are these people there. It's like they've lived full lives or a lot fuller lives. They've experienced a lot more of what life has to offer than I do. Right. Yeah. These people where it's like, Oh, well like I remember when my daughter got sick of and like got cancer or like I remember yeah. when my husband died or like, you know what I mean? Like not that it's all morbid and that the morbid no, stuff was good, but like yeah. these are like, like, oh, like, these are Christians that have, like, wrestled with, you know, ab life. Like, yeah, like, you know, they, they have 
they have fought through some hard times yeah. with wow. God and like, you know, and like clung to God through that. And I don't know. I did a lot of growing up in that Sunday school class. Um, there awesome. are, I mean, I don't even think there were a lot of Sundays. I didn't even say anything. I think I just soaked it in. That's the right way to do it. They would take the, they would, they would, sometimes they would, you know, prompt me for the, the young man's perspective or whatever. <laughs> right. But man, most of the time it was like, these guys are on a different level. So that's awesome. And you had Christian roommates and friends, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you had all Christian roommates. That's yeah, That worked out well. Cause yeah, especially particularly like right, me, me and uh trip. Yeah. Trip worked out well. We, cause the first year you don't get to pick, right? You're, so you're done randomly, mm-hmm. but I was on the team, the track team there and cross country team there. And so one of my teammates trip, he roomed with me for the remaining three years of my cadetship, him and my other roommate, Luke. And yeah, like trip was this guy that came from like a tiny private <laughs> Christian school. And, you know, he's a character. And, <laughs> you know, at first I think Luke and I knew we were going to room together, but we didn't know about trip, but man, like he was again, such an influence upon my life just because of, his faith right because yeah he had the small i mean he he had he was taught christianity and like he like lived it right like Mm -hmm. he would talk about his faith right and he would i don't know he was serious about it and he knew kevin DeYoung. so well see (laughs) at that time they were still living in richmond so they weren't going to his church but they may have known of him but they didn't go to his church so um (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, again, that so that was someone that again throughout VMI, I got to have like very like personal talks with, and that's awesome. He probably steered me in the right direction more than I steered him. <laughs> um, but he, yeah. And so again, like with him, we got involved in like the Navigators Bible study that we went to, and so yeah, like ultimately, again, I think I started reading my Bible for myself mm. a lot more in college, yeah. and again, still. I think a lot of timidity, mm-hmm. but coming to understand what it meant to be like an adult Christian. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but even, even then, like I said, it's all been kind of gradual. And so it's hard to point to specifics, but man, right. so that's, that's a piece of my college experience, but yours, man, yours is the, this is the juicy part. I don't know, man. It's something. I loved hearing about that because it's such a different experience. And, you know, I went to Liberty, which is Christian. Not only that, but so our our shared best friend, Terry, this is so him. Uh, and anyone who knows him knows this is so him. He didn't want a room with me and he didn't want a room near me. He didn't even want to be on the same hall. <laughs> so I chose to be in a dorm room that I mean, a dorm that's next to the building that my sister was in. Right. So I chose specifically which room I was in. Terry chose random to get away from me. He was my next door. He was across the hall from me. So our it was my door, hall, his door. Our I first don't year. Think I knew that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Terry's trying to escape. He wanted his independence. And I said, that's nope. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and that's the Lord, right? That's like the Lord clearly bring us together. I mean, Terry had become a closer friend in late high school there was a camp it was the last camp we went to and you couldn't go because of running always yeah and we had grown a lot closer during that but then i mean college is like cemented our friendship in a lot of ways 
But, you know, I had my my roommate who gets mentioned on the podcast every week because we love him. Alex Kinney and I met. He was my freshman and sophomore year roommate. Literally one of my favorite people on earth. But because we're already at at a long time, uh, I want to probably focus on the Christian element a little bit more (laughs) instead of just going through all the fun times we had. Because, I mean, there was fun times Galore. galore, right? Wholesome fun times. Wholesome fun times, right? That's the Christian, the, the that's the Liberty motto. That's the Liberty way. <laughs> that's the Liberty way. That's right. Uh, though that got very lax uh, by the end of my time there. But that's a different story. Um, that's a metaphor for society. It is a metaphor for society. <laughs> um, I was not like you in that I read my Bible sporadically. Yes, it was like you in that a lot of times it was like, okay, I know that the Bible is important to a Christian, so I'm going to open it. And then once it's open, I'm like, Bible, what are you, you're supposed to do the next part? Like, okay, I've opened you. Now you do something to me. And obviously it doesn't very much work that way. So it was sporadic and prayer was sporadic too. So I get to college at Liberty no matter what anyone says negatively about Liberty, I will always defend positively that they have a system where every single person on a dorm has a Bible study leader who who is charged with meeting with them personally every week. And this is when I was a freshman. This is maybe not the case now. Meeting with them every week and also leads a weekly Bible study that they're included on with men from their hall. And then you also have two people who are under the RA who are R- Uh, they were SLCs or something like that. I don't know. And they're just like spiritual RAs where they kind of gauge the spiritual condition of the hall. And then you have RAs and they're spiritually like mature Christians. So, I mean, that's just an incredible thing. So I was put into a prayer group, right? As a freshman, not really reading my Bible much by myself, not really, you know, again, it was, it was this idea of like, I knew a lot of Bible verses because I've been in church forever. I, knew Christ because I had accepted him as a seven-year-old. I knew that I loved God-ish, but I didn't, in a lot of ways, I didn't even know what that meant or how to do that. And then I got in these pra- this first prayer group and began to learn a lot. And then halfway through the semester as a freshman, I got hired to be a prayer leader. So I was leading the Bible study. I was meeting with people. And actually, I have a binder with my notes for every lesson and they are terrible. They are talk about trash. Um, but I was teaching, (laughs) I was teaching and I had the burden of, of reading my Bible well enough and knowing my Bible well enough to teach people stuff about God. And by the way, if you want to know how angsty and, uh, I don't know, angsty is a great word, how angsty of a Christian I am. Jay, what book do you think I started with? What for my Bible study, you start with it's it's super angsty. It's like a anti-establishment kind of rebel book. I don't know how to answer that question. Jude. I chose the book that is just a tirade, a like twenty-verse tirade against false believers, and also notoriously hard to interpret. And I barely read my Bible. Undeterred. Yeah, no, undeterred. It was not. It was kind of a train wreck. But again, I because of that, I now had a new. Because obviously, if I, you're one of the Bible study leaders, then you don't have a Bible study leader pouring into you. So the spiritual RA was pouring into me. Uh, and I met with them every week as a group and, and everything. 
but I feel like I'm rambling. So let me get to an, a good part. I was sitting in my bed and I had tried to read my Bible and like a lot of people, and I feel like we don't have enough sympathy for these people. So bad Josh, you need to have more sympathy and probably bad Jay, you need to have more sympathy. Maybe this is a good podcast topic yeah. in the future. I had tried reading my Bible and failed. I had decided I'm going to read every day because I do want to be, I want to know God. I want to know Christ. I'm going to read it every day. And I failed. It's hard. Like plot twist. It's not easy to read an ancient document, even if it's translated into English. And so I told my roommates, Justin and Alex, I'm struggling to read my Bible. And so we began a, this is incredible. I mean, how often does this happen? Monday through Friday, every week night, we sat down at the end of every day and went through a chapter of Isaiah together. Did we get most of it wrong? Yeah, we did. Because Isaiah is, again, a notoriously difficult book. But we were trying and we were learning how to read the Bible with discipline. Uh, And that was a game changer. I mean, I literally learned to read the Bible and I actually learned I got a taste for reading the Bible from that Bible study. Uh, Another reason why Alex is one of my favorite people on earth is because that led the experience. So, I mean, that's kind of where I began to really, if I, if the rains, you know, if you're got rains for horsing me, a stupid metaphor for most of my life, the reins were wrapped around my body. And so I was kind of just being dragged along. It was at that point where I actually grabbed him with my hands to begin to steer. Yeehaw. <laughs> I've never ridden a horse before, so I really don't know anything at all. But that's the metaphor that I'm sticking with uh, right now. So, yeah, that's that's the beginning of my college experience, I guess. Is there anything you want to know from my college experience? Well, I mean, maybe you're getting there, but, you know... I want you to guide me. (laughs) There came a time and a place that you decided computer science. I chose it on the whim (laughs) and I chose wrong. Yeah. So I had started to get C's and and D's. My GPA, I'm going to be candid, was lower than a three, we'll say, uh, in college because I did not do well at the beginning. And my computer science classes were the worst offenders. And so not only was I getting bad grades, I was also not interested. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have, like, I genuinely had no enjoyment in those classes. I sometimes was interested because I like to know things, but I didn't want to know those particularly. And I was, at this time, I had been teaching Bible study for two years. It was sophomore year right before Thanksgiving, literally the week before Thanksgiving. And the guy who gets mentioned on the podcast all the time, Sean. Say his name. Yeah, there uh, he is. Sorry, Sean, man. I'm sure he gets tired of me mentioning him. But he... It's always in a good way. How could you get tired of that? That's true. Or maybe he's getting such a swelled head that I need to stop. Uh, Yeah. But this unnamed man, uh, we drove... We would meet every week because he was my RA. And I was... or Yeah, you know, we, we met every week, right? And... We sat in my car, his car, and I just was honest with him that I did not, I wasn't happy where I was at, and I wanted to switch majors. And about an hour in was the first time I mentioned ministry. And the reason why not, and this is why I have very strong and vocal 
uh, views on God's will and on how we pursue it. But I didn't mention ministry because I thought you had to have some spiritual experience. I thought you had to like lightning had to strike you or an angel comes down and whispers in your ear or I don't know, you go to war or something like something dramatic has to happen. And then you get to be a minister. You can't just decide. That's what I thought. We sat in that car and eventually, like Sean said, dude, you lead Bible studies. You read your Bible. Like you devour your Bible. You are thinking on a theological plane. Like you are engaged in these things. Like, do you want to teach the Bible? Uh, And this is a paraphrase. I don't actually remember exactly what was said that night. And I just was like, yeah, I do. I learned that night that part of realizing how God has called you is looking at how he made you. And the question that we ended the night on was, Josh, are you, would you be okay being a Sunday school teacher? Which seems weird. I don't know. Does that seem weird? Maybe it does. That seems like a, a, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like you would, that's a pretty seemingly trivial question to hinge like a college major upon. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the question was... Or like life decisions. Yeah, but this question was... The meaning of the question was basically this. Teaching the Bible is not a job. It is in some ways a job, but Sunday school teachers do it. Every person who's evangelizing is doing it. Every Christian in some way is teaching the Bible. Are you okay with just being a Sunday school teacher? And I said, no, I want my life to be poured out for the preaching of the gospel. And it was very specific. I, Even though I knew nothing about what real, true, earnest, expositional preaching looked like, I wanted to be an expositor of the word. And from then on, I, I've... So, okay, I my parents, uh, I want to shame myself before them in penance. I went home for yeah. Thanksgiving break. You don't know this, I don't think. I think um, I, maybe I do. I went home for Thanksgiving break. I told... No one. The entire break. Yeah, I that, that. that I had already. No, I had already changed majors, majors and chosen classes. I had already done all of it. And then the night before I left, I was leaving in the morning to go back to Liberty. I told them that I'd changed majors from something profitable to not very profitable, uh, from something I already had a year and a half of classes into to something I had no classes into. And then I and then I left. Uh, whoops. Yeah, so that's not the way to go about it. Angsty, exactly. But yeah, and that's how I was put on this path, uh, really by the Lord's leading. I mean, I I experienced such amazing growth through the people I was around at Liberty. Uh, From Terry, which I've mentioned before, to Sean, which I hate to say his name a billion times in every sermon, to like RAs, RSs, or whatever they're called, roommates, everything. I mean, I just feel like I said this in a Bible study a few nights ago on Zoom was that I think that the that my sanctification can be explained just simply through names. Like I feel like m- very little of it came simply from me reading the word. A lot of it nowadays does because maybe I don't have as many mentoring relationships with people, but like most of my life story can be told through names, even starting with David. Yeah, I mean, I think that goes to show just how we are intended to live in community as Christians, yeah. right? And it's not necessarily 
not necessarily a uh, a solo journey. Yeah. So that's kind of my story. There's a, a there's a thousand things being left out, of course. Yeah. But let's go ahead and and just talk epilogue, right? <laughs> Uh, of course, we're hopefully not in the Bring ending it. of our lives. Bring but, it, yeah, more to present day. Because, yeah. see, I think this has been a big place for me. Yeah, I I would say the same thing as I feel like – no, sorry. I would say that about you is I feel like I've noticed a lot of growth in, in this period of your life. Yeah, because at VMI, like, I was just busy all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the school has a lot of – demands it puts on you as far as your time right like you have to go to formations right you there's all these military obligations that you have to meet yeah i had a stem major i was you know mechanical engineering major i stayed busy with that i was a three-sport athlete so that's right yeah i was traveling most weekends i was practicing three four hours a day so i stayed busy so like you know i I was able to find time to read my bible most days fortunately my traveling we always came back Saturday night, right? So like I was always at church on Sunday morning and we had Bible studies Wednesday evenings. So I, I was still able to incorporate it. But once I graduated, you know, you're, you definitely are busy in other ways. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, something about, I, I think particularly, it's really funny because I was talking to your man, Chris, the other day and this actually oh, came that's up. that's right. Because we did a... Bible study, not at Great Bridge, because when I came back, I went to a different church because I was living mm. farther away. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And we did a Bible study on the Apostles' Creed. And it was like a Matt Chandler study. I've, yeah, I've seen it. We had the books. And specifically, I remember one day it was like we got done and I was like, Man, that was that was really really good, and so I was like, I wonder if these are on YouTube somewhere, and they were. So <laughs> I literally awesome. went like on my drive home. I was like, let me see if it's on YouTube. Sure enough, we started listening, and the next morning, going to work, finish it up right, and that's awesome. Something clicked or something happened there because. I began to leverage like the internet for like Christian resources. Yeah. Like, because I don't know, like from there, right. It was like the snowball effect, right. Where it was like, Oh, well like, let me listen to other Matt. Cause then, you know, cause once you you watch a couple YouTube videos on something, YouTube starts suggesting similar videos. I was like, Oh, well like, Hey, I like this guy, Matt Chandler. What's he got to say about this? There's, you know, 50 minutes right there. And then yeah. sometime in the fall of fall of 2018, I was in a Sunday school class. Yeah, fall of 2018, I was in a Sunday school class on apologetics. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And you're going to like it. Was it Steve Lawson? No. Okay. Even Sproul. I won't say even better. No. Who? So we literally would watch. Who's my guy? Your guy? Oh, we started, I'm not we going to say it. We were watching Jeff Durbin. Jeff Durbin. Evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I actually love those. That's That was a rabbit hole I went down, those videos. They're so good. Yeah. Because I I think it's it's – when you talk about like people sharing the gospel, like I think the mental image of what many people think about 
is literally what he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like literally like approaching people on the street, engaging them in a conversation and then, you know, being very respectful, but like sharing the Bible with them. Engaging them. Engaging with, them. At, on their beliefs. Yeah. yeah and, and that too is like not just like, oh, some random guy, like on, man on the street type of thing. But it's like, oh, no, we go, we go look for Mormons. Yeah. And we ask them the questions and we like we know their texts so well that, you know, we say we can, you know, we can point out the differences between what yeah. we believe and what they believe. We can ask them like the hard questions, right? Like, hey, like you say you believe the Bible, but then the Book of Mormon says this. So, like, how do you reconcile these two? Yeah, they're strategic, right? In their yeah. evangelism. And so that was a whole rabbit hole I fell down to where, again, uh-huh. just, whoa, like this is something you can do. You're allowed to do this. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, like, I don't know, the the sanctification via YouTube, man. Um, it's valid. It's a big deal for a lot of people. It is. And I forget when our, like, serious conversation started happening because... I'm, I'll talk about it with mine, about when okay. it started. No, but go ahead. I'll just, I know when it started. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. It's kind of been a snowball effect since then. And just, like, a lot of my quote unquote like free time like you mean like when i'm driving in the car now i'm like listening to something right and i, I found various other resources across the internet that are yeah. like i sent you a text the other day that, like you mean it's like Uh-oh. a list of all these different oh um, yeah Best Duckley's. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah it was like some podcast i wanted to send to my mom but it was like all of her references it was like the esv study bibles number one i was like hmm. but then it was just like Founders Ministries, uh, like Alpha and Omega, James White's thing, right? Grace mm-hmm. to you, John, uh, John Piper. Uh, you mean like all of the? Yeah, Stephen Lawson was on there. Yeah, like all of the our, last one, I think. All of our dudes, and we're just like all of our friends. She's she's on it, right? But like, so like, all I have found different resources online, like just have been learning and do a lot of those resources, right? And obviously, yeah, friends people in my life are a thing too. Right. And not, not a trivial one at that, but just, yeah. that has been a new thing too. Just kind of no. being able to use and leverage yeah. resources that are out there. But what you got to no, say that's now. Awesome. So I, I want to comment on that in, in college, Sean getting is a billionth reference. I hate that I do it so much because now it's becoming, uh, it's becoming my thing. Uh, I, you know what? Giving credit where credit's due is my thing. That's good. I'm, I'm happy with that. But Sean was really into John Piper, way into John Piper and Tim Keller. But I, I never caught the Tim Keller bug, but I we'll, definitely – We'll forgive him for that. No, <laughs> yeah. But I – That's a joke. Yes, that's a joke. It's in college that I encountered John Piper, R.C. Sproul, and John MacArthur for the first time. I, I know we went through a Bible study of them before, but I really didn't know the names very well. Yeah. And sermons just ministered to me so much through that time. Uh, and so I, I t- definitely agree with you. And I've been down the Jeff Durbin evangelism rabbit hole. I've been down the James White debate rabbit hole, which I, I recommend both. They're really good. I've been down the Ask Pastor John rabbit hole, which is a, an amazing one. A the R.C. Sproul. Uh, R.C. Sproul, it's impossible for one man to have recorded, written, and and videoed as much as he did. It's it, I don't understand how his life even worked that he could have children and a wife because he just produced so much content. So I've been on all those, and so I I would definitely agree that those are 
major elements of sanctification. For me, I think the next major step was I went through a really rough time in senior year with only like um, two months left of college, uh, where a lot of what I thought would be future uh, was kind of put on, not on hold, it was completely changed. And and I definitely, I was struggling with external circumstances. I was struggling with internal circumstances. I was not happy. I was having major problems in my spiritual life. Like I'm, I'm talking major, you know, we went from Josh is bullied and so he doesn't feel good to like, and that's not to demote that or pretend that yeah. that's not bad, but like to, oh, this is earth shattering. I don't know where I'm going to go with my life, which is a really hard time. And I talked to my mom in a spiritual way that I hadn't talked to her probably before. Talked to my sister in a spiritual way I hadn't talked to her before, dad. And then I I had, so I'm trying to think. Yeah, and then I called you on the phone as I was driving back to Liberty. And I confessed sin to you. I told you about my, my, like, the circumstances that had brought me so much pain and, and, and all, and kind of confess some fears and doubts to you. And then I hung up with you. You gave me obviously support and love, which was amazing. And then I went and did that for Terry and Alex and, and one of our other friends. And that to me is where it started. Well, it was like a, a chink in the armor. And then I feel like you have always treated me a little bit, not in a bad way. This is a really good thing, but it, yeah. this is, but you've always treated me a little bit different after that. I feel like we take each other spiritually more serious after that. And maybe it wasn't as big of an effect on you, but certainly for how I viewed you, that changed with that. I think it's, again, just a very, yeah, I mean, it takes friendship to a different level, right? When Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, we're we're friends because we're like, you know, we've been in physical proximity yeah. with a lot of like similar interests and, you know, the same activities for a long time. But when you talk about like, Oh, like now we're again, cause you know, when you're, you're we're still not fully developed here completely. Yeah. No, we're right? not sanctified. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just like big sanctified when yeah. you're, when you're a college age dude, right. It's again, it's still not like the most natural thing to like call up one of your bo- boys and be like, Hey man, like I'm really messed up in this way. Yeah. And so again, like I don't even know if I've truly told you the like amount of respect I have for that because it's not an easy thing to do, right? Because fundamentally, you know, it, it takes a good long hard look in the mirror. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, realizing that. I, I'm not perfect, but like the way the, the way forward is not isolated. Keeping it myself, right? Yeah. Um, so, and, and I think that that's the Lord. You know that. So, yeah. I mean, we we've just like Esther, we have left the Lord as a divine passive in most of our stories, where many things are are so unlikely that I would meet Sean, who obviously you can tell had a big influence on my life or all this, but. It wasn't that I was super spiritual or at even a pinnacle of my spiritual life that I called you. It was that life was that bad. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't bravery on my part. It was danger on all sides, right? 
And that's the Lord's work, right? He broke yeah. me down and built me back up. You know, though you slay me, yet I will praise you. And and I think, you know, to to add to that, I said that you can define my sanctification by names. I would say that I could put your name probably on this entire period of my life. I feel like you have been one of the primary sanctifiers in my life for this last few few years. Um, you know, because I left Sean, I left uh, many of the the structures and people I had, and I went to Wake Forest where I knew no one, and I went to a church where I kind of knew some people, but I didn't have any developed intimate relationships. And unfortunately, I'm not one to immediately open up to anyone. And so, I mean, I feel like you were there to really maintain a, a sanctifying hand in my life. Uh, and man, this podcast has been a, a pleasure to do. Yeah, I agree. It's only th- yeah, because mostly it's given me given us an excuse to talk, right? Absolutely. But, that is one of the major reasons it's so good for us. I don't know about for others. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think similarly, right? Just the fact that in kind, like I've had you as someone that's, you know, getting their master's degree in <laughs> um, yeah. in the Bible, right? <laughs> in the Bible. Um, and I'm, so, I'm a master of Bible. Yeah. So, you know, I've definitely, not in like a bad way at all, but like I've had to keep up in a sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the conversations we have, right. Like, you know, we talk about faith stuff and then, you know, there's always, you mean, there's always a little bit, there's like that circle of stuff that we, we get into and I'm like, what are we really talking about? Right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I think it has been like an ever increasing like bar that I've, yeah. I, and not, not in a bad way, but like I've been, like, oh, like, what is that? It's like, yeah. opportunity to learn more and more. And again, like, it deepens, obviously, personally, my, my faith, right? And it's the opportunity to, again, grapple with this stuff. Because, like, there yeah. are super duper, like, smart people that, like, have, like, Ivy League degrees and, like, like, PhDs from Oxford that it's, like, they think about this stuff and, like, yeah. write books about you know, God's holiness or like the church or church history or evangelism or whatever. Right. And so. No. And I view it very, from a different perspective, because obviously I'm the one who is in the master's program, but I feel like you've dived with me. Like not that you were catching up to me, but like that you had none of the mandatory elements and you just simply dived with me and we went to the same depths together and I did it for a grade and hopefully for personal reasons, but you just did it. And and like, that's amazing to me. That's been such a joy is like the fact that you're reading church history or not reading, but you're listening to James White do church history and Robert Godfrey and Robert Godfrey, man, love Robert Godfrey's church history stuff. Yeah. And then like we have a conversation about it and you've just been listening to stuff and I went to a class for it. Like, I think that's just been amazing for me to have that relationship. So it is, uh, it is growing late. Maybe this is going to be, I think this will probably be. You need to tell the, you need to tell the story about when our conversation started to pivot into what became the podcast. Oh, you said you remember specifically. I do. I mean, I think that the confession was, uh, was, what I was thinking of, but I do remember the first conversation we had. We sat and down it's funny. on your couch. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when it was. Downstairs, I sat on the couch. We're talking about Jordan Peterson. We're talking about Jordan Peterson because it, 
I mean, I feel like you could trace the date to it, almost an exact date, just because there was a moment in Christian history when Christians cared a lot about Jordan Peterson. And it's not anymore, but like there was that moment. And I think it was, was it the summer after we graduated? Was it, 20, was it 2018? Like that summer? Oh, it was after we graduated. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely after we graduated. I almost feel like it might have been a break during my first semester at seminary. But yeah, we talked about Jordan Peterson and how, and and basically his Judeo-Christian-ish values and yet his not-Christian worldview. And I feel like we've been talking about worldview ever since in yeah. the podcast and in everything else. It really was a good setup was we began talking about that. Yeah, and, and our conversations have always been amazing since really then yeah because yeah I, yeah because that's the thing is like especially at that time like i feel like i was listening to a lot of podcasts that were like intellectual and like intellectually conservative type podcasts mm-hmm. but like at some point i realized like there was there was a bridge between like oh hey like christianity like you can think about all this and not just under the broader bullet of conservatism but yeah. like but christianity Christian. and it's like hmm. oh hey like i believe all this stuff like you know yeah. what I mean? like but then like now it's like these two like interests are converging and it was a uh, it's it's beautiful hmm what is that that sounds like it's a type of christianity oh what is it it's um thoughtful christianity i knew where you were going I know you did. And I knew that you, you were begrudgingly going to let me have it. So thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and here we are today. We have a podcast where we talk about thinking about the world through Christian lens. And I, by the way, I remember when you decided that because you, it was after Christmas one year and you just told me, yeah, I realized I don't, why read non-Christian books when you can read Christian books? And I thought that was hilarious and simultaneously maybe genius. <laughs> it was just so simple. It was, yeah, why read non-Christian when you can read Christian? It's like, oh, um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but not to completely dismiss it, but like, you mean No, like, yeah. Because... But to like root your worldview in. Yeah, oh yeah, like because, and like, you know, once I found the right people... Mm-hmm. Right, that's a big part of it. It's it's really really fascinating because once you have like the foundation in place, you can. It's like learning how to think. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Definitely. Yeah. And like I think, th- and this is a whole different podcast. Like I think this is some of the failings of even like my educational upbringing. Right. Mm-hmm. But like learning how to think from like a very like here are my principles like here's what i like absolutely know and believe how do these apply to what i'm seeing like that kind of like critical thinking which of course is like the buzzword in all of education but like really yeah. doing it is something yeah. i have r- rarely done before somewhat in the past couple of years i feel like yeah but yeah again there's like christians that was like oh hey like these guys say like well you know the world is chaotic right now let's analyze this by starting the Bible. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I like this a lot. I feel like that was, that's maybe the late, if we're kind of walking through the changes, the Christian changes in our lives, I think that's the latest change for me was entering into a understanding of Christianity as more than a religion, 
though and i'm not saying the whole religion relationship because if you remember we almost talked about that on our first podcast ever but then i said "Eh, no let's not do that but and it's more than a religion it's an entire way of viewing everything it is reality uh and i feel like that was my last major change so far lord willing i'll have more years to change more um yeah i don't know at this i don't know if at this rate we're just gonna i don't know it's, it's gonna be it's it's hard to track yeah but uh well hopefully i'll be it's been be a here. good trajectory it has it's been really good so jay it is pretty late into the podcasting if somebody has listened to all of this and first off bless their hearts probably gonna be a, be a two-parter yeah i think it'll be a two-parter we'll probably divide this up so somebody listened to all of this is there anything you would by telling your life story and again we left out thousands of billions of stories that we even remember somebody hearing all of this is there a message you would want to say from like your experiences and your, your life? I don't know. That's kind of putting you on the spot, but I don't know if somebody's listening, what do you want them to know? Um, you know, I think it's a theme that you've done a good job of highlighting already. Just the idea that make you like just, just living out the gospel and like having mm. the conversations with people and making the effort, you know, I mean, to disciple, I guess, is a good word. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But even not in the formal sense, right? But like, you mean just like, you can't possibly know what's going on in this person's life. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it might be like really ineffectual. And you might not be able to look back and necessarily point to a specific thing that happened. But just in the doing it is... The Lord is working, right? I mean, yeah. I think we look at like what David did with us, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, I don't remember any specific things that he like taught us. I remember the Paul Washer no. video, right? But like, yeah. But again, I think there's just something we can point to. It says, "Hey, like, he's got the gears kind of churning, right?" Yeah. And the people that God's placed in our lives, and they're like, oh, like without this influence here, like I really could have gone the other way there, or. I don't know. So like, mm-hmm. I think just making the effort to be like a, a loving Christian brother or sister yeah. in the lives of those around you, both within your church and outside of your mm-hmm. church, can't be understated. Yeah. And I think just to reflect on that for a very tiny bit, because we are uh, very During long already. the two hour mark. Yeah. I, I just remember that I was taught recently, you need to be a Paul to a Timothy. You need to be mentoring someone. Like, be active in someone who who is clearly less mature than you. Uh, you need to be a Timothy to a Paul. You should be seeking out wisdom from others. You need to be a Paul to a Barnabas. You need people like me and you, where we are growing each other. But I, there's no clear leader in the relationship. Yeah. There's no clear like, oh, I'm I'm leading the way. And then you need to be a Paul to literally everyone else Paul met, which was a non Christian, which he shared the gospel with. So I, I I so respect what you say because I wouldn't even be here. Who knows even if I would be – really, it's hard to even tell if we'd be alive, right, without the people in our lives who walked us through things. And so certainly I don't think I would be a uh, dedicated minister of the gospel trying to be a pastor without influence of certain people in my life. Um, if I were to say one message, a very – 
short one would be you got to hear a lot of glamour and only a bit of the pain, weakness, failure, and sin in my life and probably in Jay's as well. I don't know. He might be perfect. Um, Far from it. One thing I hope you learn from my life is to understand what sanctification is. It is a process. Because we know sanctification is a process, that means that we can accept the Lord has saved us entirely and none of it relies on our works. And therefore, when we fail, we accept grace. But because we know sanctification is a process, we also strive with all of our might to continue going. So I I hope you see that in my life. I, I wish all of my life modeled that. Some of it does. Some of it involves giving grace and moving on. But all of it hopefully involves moving forward. So that's my little message. To quote a uh, old Baptist pastor, it'll preach. It'll preach. <laughs> Thank you if you listened. You're welcome. If you have any, yeah, you're welcome. If you have any questions, you know, I can't promise we'll answer all of them, or if they're if they're weird. But we we love to answer questions if uh, if we can. So we'll see you next week with another Thoughtful Christianity podcast. This is Josh and Jay signing off.